You are listening to episode 69 of the Master Your Mind, Business, and Life podcast. Originally, I had a Thanksgiving episode lined up for today, but life, well, life has been a little crazy. The podcast is taking off in big ways. As you know, it made it into the top 100 charts in the United States, Denmark, Japan, and Norway, and we reached the top 50 in both Germany and Italy. But that's not all that's busy. I'm currently already recording conversations that won't be launched until February and March. So when I connect it with today's guest, her episode was actually set to launch in February, but I knew this was information that I didn't want to sit on. So instead, I took a look at the calendar and decided to nix my Thanksgiving episode, which wasn't a big deal to me because I was having a little trouble nailing down the premise of the episode. So it felt as if it was simply the universe lining everything up in divine fashion per usual. However, I do want to take a moment to express my gratitude to you, the listeners. As we approach Thanksgiving here in the States, I have a lot to be thankful and grateful for. Those are two words that I use interchangeably as their definitions have a lot of overlap. But as you know, the beautiful soul listening on the other end right now Know that I am grateful for you. Whether this is your first time listening to the podcast or you've been tuning in for a while now, thank you. Thank you for listening, for sharing, for wanting to expand your mind, body, and lives with the information that's shared every week. Thank you for being you. Whoever it is that you are in this big old amazing world, our uniqueness is our superpower, and I'm thankful that I own mine. Speaking of uniqueness, today's guest, Katie Calder, well, she's here helping us embrace our own inner power with something called human design. Now, are you ready to dive into this week's episode? You know what to do. Tune in, turn it up, let's go. You're listening to Master Your Mind, Business and Life. Conversations with everyday world shifters, truth seekers, and rule breakers. Here's your host, Lauren Smith. So today's guest is Katie Calder. Katie is a human design and intuitive guide, a wellness content creator, a yoga teacher, a software professional, a mystic, a seeker, and a manifesting generator, which you'll learn more about that in a second. Her mission is to help empower others to live their best, brightest, and most embodied lives. I love that. Hi, Katie. I am so pumped that you're joining me today, especially to discuss a topic that I am naturally curious about. Thank you so much for having me, Lauren. I'm so happy that today worked out and I'm so excited to share. Ooh, well, you know, I have a lot of questions to hit you with, (laughs) so I hope you're ready. But let's just start this off pretty easy and you tell us what exactly is human design? Human design is many things, but it's an esoteric system that basically gives you a peek into your soul's contract at who you are with no conditioning at all. What, what kind of your purpose is, what your strengths are, where the world may have conditioned you. And so it's this system that combines a number of traditions. So I know a lot of people know about astrology and um, the I Ching, the Kabbalistic tree of life, quantum physics, the chakra system, all of these ancient tried and true systems into this one modern system that gives you this blueprint of who you are, and then also shows you how to use that. And it can basically be applied in all areas of life. Um, 
what I find that stands, that makes human design stand apart from some other systems that I've previously explored is that it not only shows you exactly who you are, but it actually gives you a strategy and a way to navigate that throughout your life. So I, I can't say enough good things about it. It's completely transformed my life and, and the life of those that I've shared it with. So, Well, let's talk about how it's transformed your life. When did you come across human design and, and when did you start using it as a tool in your life? I came across it about two and a half years ago, I want to say. And um, I came across it on a podcast actually originally. and it just clicked. I, I've been deep in the personal development, self-development, spiritual space in a ton of different modalities and um, have, have a background in understanding astrology, understanding tarot, kind of diving into any sort of modality that helps me better get to know myself and also give me a way to kind of use that in order to grow and transform and help those around me do the same. And so when I found it, it was like something just clicked. I heard about my type. I heard about the system and I needed to dive in. And it came very easily and very quickly. It made so much sense to me. And I kind of began sharing from there And about probably a year and a half, maybe two years after I first found it is when I um, started stepping in originally as role of guide, as a kind of human design and intuitive guide, and using it as a modality to help others in, in all areas of their lives. So whether that be in relationships, in business, in um, parenting, in you name it, it literally can be applied in so many ways. And, and what it gave to me, so two and a half-ish years ago, is for the first time, not only telling me who I am, but permission to be exactly who I've always known and then also to own the power in that. Ooh. Woohoo. We're going deep now, girl. How's <laughs> <laughs> that for a quick start? Yeah. Dang. Yeah. I love that you were already so immersed in all these different tools um, because it is true. This is kind of, I, I, your story just resonates with me so well because when I heard first what my type was, I was like, huh, interesting. And then it was actually as your new Instagram account has like seriously been amazing um, because for me, it's also, I'm learning about myself, but as you said, I'm learning about my children as well. And as I'm reading about them and their types and their strategies, it's like, oh, okay. They are two very individual children mm -hmm. and I can parent them individually based off of their own uniqueness. That's okay. So I love that you said it gave you permission because that's exactly how I felt in that moment, even as just a parent. Like it granted me permission to treat, not treat them different, but interact with them a little differently and cater to them um, in their different ways. But before we just confuse everyone who's listening, <laughs> can you break down the different energy types and maybe just what they are and a little synopsis about each Absolutely. So I'd like to preface this by if you know nothing else about human design, understanding the energy types is probably the first step. And the energy types don't tell you anything about your personality, about your individual strengths, about things like that, but it shows you what your aura is and how that interacts with the other. And within each energy type, and there are five, 
um, it gives you a strategy with how to best share your own energy with the world. And then also from there, an authority on how to correctly make decisions for you. So all these five types, which are manifestors, generators, manifesting generators, projectors, and reflectors, they all show you how to share your energy with the world. And they show you general overarching themes of who you are, how to use that energy, kind of what what some of your gifts are just in having that energy. But it only scratches the surface and uncovering the blueprint of all that is you. It's kind of like in astrology, knowing your sun sign, which tells you a lot, but it doesn't tell you where all your planets are, where, or if you have a first house that's super saturated with a different, um, a ton of different aspects, right? Like it only shows you kind of a glimpse. So, um, I like to say that because I think a lot of people find their human design type and then they go down the rabbit hole of looking online and uh, sometimes it makes them feel bad about it or whatever. And and everyone, you know, if you're a projector and um, reading something online, there are so many different types of projectors. There are so many different types of manifesting generators, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So always like to preface that. that Yes. teeny tiny glimpse, but it is definitely where you want to start. Right. Um, and so the types, so three of those five are known as energy types. Those are the manifestors, the generators, and the manifesting generators. And those three types either have consistent manifesting or generating energy. And if you find your human design and, you know, if a lot of your listeners probably maybe like, what is this human design thing? What I don't even, what are you talking about? What you do is you need your name. <laughs> you need your name. You need your name. Okay. Check. <laughs> Usually it asks you to put in your full name, your birthday, your birth time, your birth location. And the time is very, very important because it shifts pretty quickly and pretty frequently. Um, and then online you can type in, I don't know, human design free chart. There's so many different sites. My favorite are genetic matrix, uh, my body graph and human design Those, all three of those sites are fabulous to get your free chart. And then you'll get this crazy populated chart with all these squares and triangles and some will be colored and some will not. And that circuitry basically tells you and, and allows us to figure out your type. Mm. but you don't have to worry about all of that. It'll look very confusing, but just worry about for this purpose, seeing, okay, what does my type say? So we'll start with the types. Manifestors. Manifestors are about eight to 10-ish percent of the population, and they are the only types that are here to just do it, to just go for it, to start, to initiate. Mm -hmm. These are the visionaries. These are the people who are here to align with their visions and then inform everyone else when they're ready to do what they want to do. They're born leaders, they're self-starters, and they have this tremendous capacity to start, to initiate, right? And the rest of the world, since this is only eight to 10%, has been conditioned by manifestors that in order to be successful, we need to push and do and initiate and start. And really, it's only correct for the manifestors to do this. Mm. And, and that doesn't mean, I'll talk about all the other types. It doesn't mean you can't do anything that all the other types are just sitting around. It just means that you using your energy correctly isn't just purely initiating it 
um, without, let's say, responding or waiting for an invitation. But with manifestors, every single type has a strategy. And this talks about how to use that initiating energy, how to use that power, uh, how to use that leadership. And manifestors are here to inform. And so what that means is because since they were in the womb, they're ready to just do it. They're ready to go after it. Manifestors need to let other people know of their intentions and then do whatever they want to do because this, this creates um, space for everyone who is there to support them, to kind of gather around and support, and those who aren't, aren't a fan to get out of the way and leave. And it's less about asking permission or people-pleasing, and it's much more about simply telling others their intended action so that they can either get out of the way or be supportive. <laughs> um, the thing that happens when manifestors don't inform, they could potentially very easily anger others without even knowing it. So do what you want to do and just allow and tell anyone who might be impacted by it. I love that. Great advice. My daughter, my oldest daughter is a manifester. So no taking notes right now. <laughs> so manifestors, and, and I love speaking to parents who have children that are manifestors because that's when a lot of the conditioning starts because manifestors aren't really here to be told what to do. Oh, yeah. She doesn't like to be told what to do. Oh, um, well, she's not, she's not meant to. So yeah. Like, I was told that. Yeah. <laughs> So you're, you probably, this is amazing that you know that. Oh yeah. Because, so crazy. Well, it's totally different than, than a lot of other kids. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, what's, what's the next type that we have on our. Next types are the generators and generators are this magnetic sparkly. They're like human sunshine. They are here to learn what they love and unapologetically go after what lights them up. And so their strategy is to respond. And what this means is for generators, because they have this expansive aura that's constantly inviting in opportunities, they never have a dearth of things to respond to. It could be walking down the street and seeing a sign that says, start a business. It could be a friend asking them to go to a dinner party. It could be an email invitation to uh, come to some book launch party. They, all day, everyday generators have opportunities to respond to. And so what's important is that generators learn and follow the things that light them up. Because when they do that, they generate more energy, not only for themselves, but for everyone around them. What happens when they don't, because generators do have this capacity to work and to do, when they respond to those things that they can do, but might not be in alignment with what's right for them, they start to become fatigued, burned out. And so it's so important to know that just because you can do something as a generator doesn't mean it's right for you. And that's where your strategy and eventually the authority, which right is that decision-making uh, making process comes into play to tell you, okay, wh what do I respond to? What's correct for me? Because with that, you're just like, you can't get enough of a generator's energy. They're just totally magnetic. <laughs> I love that. And I'm a generator. And so is my youngest daughter. So here I am learning, Yay. learning more about us. <laughs> and I saw, I saw that you are a manifesting generator. 
I am a manifesting generator. So what is that? Tell us more. Generators are about 35 to 37%. I don't think I said that earlier. And, okay. um, one thing generators often like, Oh, I don't want to be the largest percentage, but we, the world, <laughs> the world would not work if we didn't have generators because they're mm-hmm. literally the only ones that can actually have the generative capacity to work and to do and to achieve. Interesting. So, so interesting. So you are correct that I am a manifesting generator and MGs are about 32 to 35% of the population and manifesting generators are a hybrid of the first two, the manifestors and the generators. And Mm. they're here to be trailblazers and break boundaries and kind of taste all of the things that light them up in life, but then leave it when it no longer does. So these are the people that are, they're multi-talented, they're multi-passionate, they're into a hundred million different things at once. And they're backed with a generator's drive and ability to do with a manifestor's kind of initiating power. Mm. And MGs are inherently efficient and they're not here to follow a linear path or live by anyone else's rules. So their strategy looks like it has a number of different parts, but they first respond and then they envision what it is that they're going to do. And then they initiate an act. Hmm. So the generator clicks on and then the manifester is able to start. But Interesting. a little bit, a lot of the online resources and a lot of things that you'd find will say that manifesting generators, are their strategy is only to respond, which uh, is not true. Hmm. And it also there, there's nuances within that. So some MGs are more on the generator side, some are more on the manifester side. But yeah, manifesting generators are this, this total new kind of type that um, is not here to follow the rules necessarily. It's not here to pick a job and stay with it for 20 years. They're kind of <laughs> test all the things that light them up because they're always going to go from the right, you know, point A to point H, point A, right. e, um, <laughs> in exactly their own timing. I love that you said they're not here to live, you know, work one job because as right when I was reaching out to you to have this conversation, I had a friend that was visiting me and I was like, Oh, you know, let's look up yours. And of course, like a nerd, I am, I already had all of her her birth time (laughs) stored on my phone. I'm like, I don't even need it. (laughs) Let me just look it up. And she is a manifesting generator. And she's like, well, what does that mean? So we start diving into it. And it had said, you know, like your resume may not make sense. And she started cracking up laughing. She was like, I went from paramedic to server to now she's working in a credit card processing. And she was like, all within like two years, <laughs> you know, like, it's like none of it made sense. And I was like, oh, yep. <laughs> so check on that. hundred. I love that so much because it, it, that's exactly how it is, but it will make sense in the end. Yeah. It all makes sense. It's just like, don't judge yourself. Just follow what you like, and it's all going to work out. So funny. Okay, so next we have projector, right? So we have projectors now, and projectors are around 20, 23% of the population. And projectors are the ones that are here to manage, guide, and direct the energy of the other types. Mm. So they see all the energy beings doing all the stuff and they know exactly what needs to happen. They know how to funnel the energy. They know, they see things in a way that others don't. And projectors, it's so important for them to recognize your own 
unique gifts first. Recognize what you see so well that in your own unique eyes that no one else really does. So this can be a system. This can be um, this can be something really niche. This can be a way of relating to others. But when you recognize yourself first, your strategy then is to wait for the invitation. Others will invite you to share your wise guidance and your wisdom uh, with the world. So it's really important for projectors when waiting for the other, though, to wait to the est. I always use this example of uh, the palm tree and the coconut, which is that if you are a projector and you are on an island and there's a palm tree with a coconut and you're thirsty, you don't have to wait for the palm tree to invite you to cut down the coconut and sip the coconut water. Like it's mm-hmm. never going to happen. The palm tree is never going to speak to invite you. Right. Maybe it will, but <laughs> probably not in this 3D reality, right? Right. But if Johnny is on the island and because you're a projector and you know Johnny is thirsty, that doesn't give you the right to cut down the coconut and force feed Johnny. He's not going to like that very much. Mm. But if Johnny says, I'm thirsty, you as a projector can be like, oh, there's your invitation. Johnny, there's a coconut on this tree. Would you like me to cut it down for you and, and give you some coconut water? And he'll be like, that is the most brilliant idea I've ever heard. Right. So it's just shifting how you engage slightly because if not, projectors can be seen as know-it-alls or pushy. And, and really, if I have anything to tell projectors, like you do know. You really do know. It's just understanding and acknowledging yourself first, acknowledging how wise you are that you do know, and then allowing all of the invitations and recognition to flood in from everyone around you. Mm-hmm. What percentage of our population do the projectors make up? Yeah, so I said it's about 20 to 23-ish percent. Okay. Okay. So then next we have the reflectors. Yes, the reflectors are the most rare of all. They're about Ooh. 1-2%. And reflectors are here to be a wise observer. If you look at a reflector's chart, it's completely white. All of their centers, which are those triangles and squares, are either undefined or open. Um, they're here. They're basically these human mirrors, human chameleons who magnify the world around them and are deeply, deeply connected and affected by the cycles of the moon. And what's really cool about reflectors is they're such a good kind of example of how our society is doing because their health and well-being reflects what's happening in the larger collective. If you want to know how how your community, how your society is doing, look at how the reflector is doing because they quite literally mirror all of their surroundings, mirror everyone around them. And for a reflector's strategy, it's to wait a full moon cycle. And waiting a full moon cycle, it's like, are you right? (laughs) And so I always tell reflectors, this is not for like big decisions. This is not, or little decisions, pardon it's not for things that are like, what do I want for dinner? You obviously cannot wait a 20, 20 days. Yeah. <laughs> it's more for those larger decisions. Like let's say a reflector goes to a dinner party with a bunch of bankers and because a reflector mirrors and can so see themselves and everyone else, suddenly they decide, Oh, I'm going to drop everything. I'm going to become a banker. It's probably not in the project, the reflector's best interest to drop everything and become a banker right then and there. So th- these are the important things to wait, wait that month, see, 
throughout the moon cycle, throughout how everything's affecting them. Do I still want to be a banker when the moon is in Aries and super mm. fun? Do I want to be a banker when the moon is in watery Pisces and I feel like my head's more in the clouds and, you know, all of these things. And if they do throughout that full moon cycle, great, go for it. But a reflector can really be like every other type. So making those decisions and actually um, those, those larger life decisions, it's important to give themselves time. Mm, I love that. How many reflectors have you met? Do you come across them often? I probably know around, I want to say 12. Mm, interesting. <laughs> kind of a specific number. Yeah, very specific. 12. I feel like it's more than 10, but less than 10. <laughs> Hey, I like it. 12. We got 12 disciples, you know, more of a holy yeah. number. I like it. It feels right. <laughs> exactly. You said earlier that human design can aid in our relationship. So are there certain types that seem to vibe well together and vice versa? So this is where I love that you asked this one, because I do not believe that any type can, cannot be with any other type. I think mm. the whole point of human design is to understand how, how everyone interacts together, understand how each other's energy relates more, doesn't relate more. Um, what's important though, is to notice, okay, what, what are the boundaries that this person needs? What are the unique things that I need to know about this person's energy? Um, how is this person driven? How does this person's energy affect mine? Because if you look at a human design chart and you see all of these different centers that are either defined, which is colored in, or undefined or open, which are white, those who are open with someone who is defined, they're going to amplify that defined person center. So let's say that you um, have a defined emotional center. And let's say that I don't. Okay. If you are really, really low or really depressed or whatever, if I'm not aware of my undefined emotional center, I can amplify that and feel even more depressed, even lower. Mm. But if you are really high, then I can feel even more excited, even more whatever. And this is true for all of the different centers. So what's important with the types and what's important with looking how charts match up is to know where are the areas that you're more dominant and where are the areas that your partner, your friend are, where are the areas that, um, do you need time alone or do you thrive off of uh, being in an active environment or, or do you, are you a caves person? Do you like to be in a place that is kind of homey and feel really comfortable and cozy or um, are you a person that needs to just do it? Are you a manifester who kind of is going to have a vision and then just do it and needs to inform or are you, a projector that needs to be invited into whatever X, Y, and Z is. There are all of these different elements, and that's just you know really, really tiny bit, tip of the iceberg of all that it is. But short answer is no types do better or worse than other types, in my opinion. I, I think that it is extremely restrictive to say that um, any one type to kind of classify 
one whole type can't be with another. What's really, really fun to look at, and one of my favorite parts of doing couple readings or relationship readings, is to look where you complete each other in different areas of the chart. So the whole idea with human design is, and, and the whole idea with the types and those strategies is not to exist alone, just like how the projector, if the projector's alone on the island, doesn't need to ask, wait for the invitation. It can just do whatever it wants. But it's how we work in community and how we all mesh together, how our energies all kind of work throughout the day. And because we're constantly interacting with others in business, in our homes, in our families, with our friendships, in life in general, our energies are matching up differently. So one of the first things I do, if I can, with, with different friends, with different people, with, with looking at my parents, with um, looking at friends' children, is to see where, where are areas that you complete each other? Where are areas that two ends of a gate create a channel and you, you have this, this circuitry that kind of lights, lights each other up and fills in the missing piece? And it's one of the most fun parts of human design to me. Um, to kind of see strengths in relationships, strengths in, in couples, strengths in the workplace. And, where, you know, where is this person? Does this person have gate 44 and see patterns really well? Or does this person have the gate of insight where just ideas just plop in? Or does this person have the gate of doubts where um, they may need to find a lot of, a lot of things to back up their, themselves because they have a naturally doubtful mind. All of this is information to help us understand the other, to help us understand ourselves, and also to be able to work with everyone else so that we can use our unique strengths where we can use um, the strengths of others to grow, to transform, to become better, and uh, become closer to who we are and feel more whole, um, more capable, and more comfortable in who we've always been. Oh, I love that. And just a tool to be so self-aware. And as you said in the beginning, the permission to be that self. And I love that you like doing the, the, the charts to see where the person, um, how they overlap and where they're making up their differences. Because how cool is that in a relationship? Because if you, if a partnership both knows that of like, here's where I light this person up and where I can continue to do so. And here's where they light me up. It's like, it's empowering. I feel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, how cool. So one more question, can human design tell us anything about our purpose in life? Yes, a hundred thousand percent. So a lot of this is found in your incarnation cross. Okay. Which it's based on the four most important gates in your human design, which are your conscious and unconscious sun and your conscious and unconscious earth. And the incarnation cross kind of creates an overarching theme of your entire chart and helps guide everything else. And so absolutely. And, and, it's so fascinating to, to see and dive into people's purposes and then um, kind of have that be an expansive opportunity to take it in so many different directions. Because again, human design, you don't need, if I say anything, it's like you don't need human design, but it's an incredible, incredible tool to help you feel expansive, to show you your power, to 
kind of peek into what what is what is your purpose? Do you feel aligned with this? Do you feel mm-hmm. like you're following this? Where can we take steps and make decisions in the right direction and decondition from anything that's not you? So um just shows you how perfectly uniquely you you are. But yes, you can yeah. absolutely dive into your purpose and it's a never ending quest to kind of continue to explore and then step into it and experiment with all of it. I love that you touched on just getting to know yourself and if you're aligned or not, because it's to me now, you know, when you're aligned in your purpose, you can almost look back at the stage in life when you weren't aligned and you're like, how did I not see that? How did I not see that I was so miserable in the time? And it's because it's almost like you're living in a fogged life. Like that's all you're in autopilot. So to have something like this where it can almost gauge you and taking a step back and saying, Oh, am I aligned? Am I on track? Am I doing what feels good? Like that's powerful to me to just have this tool to kind of give you a checks and balances. I could not agree more. How cool. Well, Katie, where can our audience go to just connect with you more as well as learn more about their own human design chart? So the best place currently to find me are my two Instagrams. So one is human design lady and one is namaske, which is N-A-M-A-S-K-A-Y-Y-Y. <laughs> and in both my bios, you can find places to schedule a human design session. Um, my DMs and emails are always open for questions and yeah, would love to connect with you all there. Love it. I will link both of those in the episode notes as well, but Katie, you are so full of light and I love that you're helping others bring more self-awareness into their lives. Thank you so much for sharing your wisdom and passion with me today. Well, thank you so much, Lauren, and especially for being lit up and the generator <laughs> it it is palpable and I'm I'm so thrilled to be on your podcast. I love it. Thank you. I'm sure you can already imagine that after our conversation, I got sucked into reading and learning about all things human design. Well, don't forget to connect with Katie. I dropped her social media links as well as the free human design chart generators in this week's episode notes found on mindbizlife.com. And once you've figured out your energy type, share it with me. I am everywhere on social media at MindBizLife. On Friday, you'll be hit with another Fuel Your Life Friday episode. And next week, we're going deep into trauma, healing, and transformation. If you're in the States, I wish you a happy Thanksgiving. And if you're elsewhere in the world, know that I'm sending you abundant blessings. I'll see you back here next week. But until then, remember, every level of life is an opportunity to grow. Be well, my friend.